told you this was going to happen. People didn't believe me. No, there's no way. They'll stop it, Cat. They'll, oh, Cata, what? They'll stop at Wrath. No, they'll go to Cata. They're, if they're doing a survey about Cataclysm, this is it, right? End in Wrath, end on a good note. Don't taint a potentially decent experience, right? And I'm going to take out of the equation the fact that they've done things I don't think would be authentic to something classic. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcasts for all things gaming and geek with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gamer geek culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by my co-host, your Ashen Herald, Sir Daedalus, or Day-Day of the Dark Overlord Things. <laughs> right. Okay, sure. <laughs> I see how you I see what you did there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Oh, no I, I see you. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, okay. Listen, listen. Hashtag not my accelerator is over Daedalus's head. Today's show is called Quantum Rant. Curious, curious. Boy, I'm actually, this is going to be a good discussion. But before we dig in on this one, uh, if you'd like to show us a solid over at the show, you can go over to at the LFM show over on Twitter. Check out the pin post right there at the top. Check out all the podcast places. One specifically, iTunes could use a little love and a review if you give us a five star and leave us a comment. I can read that here live on our next podcast. Also, you can call into 1 539 664 6801 to leave a message that we can also play here live on the show. Obviously, if it's appropriate. And, well, why don't we do a little catching up with the cast? Uh, what have you been up to since last time? It's been like, what, three weeks since the last yeah, time I was talking it's about? it's been a minute. Um, yeah, I'm not not a lot. I just, un unfortunately, getting over COVID. But uh, I have been um, actually due to some of the recent news around Indiana Jones 5. I actually binge watched like Indiana Jones, like all of the movies. And I'm like, I'm already hyped. I know it's till next year, but Indiana Jones is one of my childhood loves so i did um, really yeah. enjoy those movies yeah for sure harrison ford at his finest did you uh the, the the most recent um one from him did you actually ever see that one the uh uh the crystal skull kingdom of the crystal this is the newest one it had what's the name shia labeau or whatever in it yeah yeah that's the one i that was that last one. night i did watch that one I I actually I, I found that one like I don't remember really like loving it at the time. Yeah, but I did actually like f have like some nostalgic appreciation for it. Nice. But uh, but definitely um, you know Harrison Ford is is uh, is the man. I remember like when I was growing up, I had like uh, a poster from Temple of Doom with him with this machete on the on the bridge. And I, I used to scare the crap out of my mom because she would see this thing. She's like, I thought somebody was trying to attack me. So, yeah, but I wow. love that poster. So, yeah, it's it's definitely one of my favorites is definitely Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what, man? That that seems like a pretty good idea. Sometime here soon when I get some time, I think I just go do a marathon through that because I love I love the indiana jones movies are all good i really like the the one with sean connery the what was it called the um, oh yeah last crusade last yeah, crusade, sean yeah. Connery. yeah very good very good one yeah i know man um 
Yeah, man, it's been, there's a lot to talk about today. Um, I think we're going to do another one in two weeks for anybody who's listening or watching this over on YouTube. Um, we're listening to it in the podcast places, obviously. Um, obviously I've been going a little slow with these. I went full time, so I'm able to do them every couple of weeks, but I still need to make sure I give myself enough bandwidth to work on the master's core, which is, uh, the first, what's the spearhead title of the, the series of books and other things I'm working on right now. Um, so if you're interested in that, uh, links are, uh, in the description or, um, are probably popping off here live. So everybody that's interested pretty much by now knows what that is and where it's at, if they want to be a part of that journey with me. Um, aside from that though, um, aside from like working on that, I'm pretty happy with where that's going. Um, I feel like, I feel like I've had some like really great experiences doing that lately. Very fulfilling and going full time is really great because now I'm actually able to just focus on all of the creative creative elements. So it's like doing content. But then aside from that, I'm more time into my own world. And it's just, God, it's like such a good experience for me to get it all out. Now, finally, I feel like it's, you know, pen to paper sort of thing, actually, actually coming true, actually going to get, I've been doing like little quick doodles when I have time just to like throw things at people to get them a little curious about like what things are, even though they're really not that great, but they're just like little, I don't know, five minute quick, like doodles of like something just to people are like, what the hell is that? And uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. I'm probably gonna do that just randomly before I start doing any of the real, real artwork, but being in the creative space has been really great. Um, yeah. Um, which is uh, more than I can say for the creative space of the rings of power. <laughs> That show is, uh, I'm not going to talk about very long. That's what all of the majority of my videos are for, right? So I'm just going to kind of not make it all about the show. I've got we got plenty of other places to go, and I want to hit on some gaming ones this week because I feel like some of the gaming ones are way, way more um, exciting or interesting for me to even, for me personally, to want to talk about. Um, so the Rings of Power, shame on you. That's all I got to say there. Uh, how about Amateurs Adrift? Have you heard of that new game? <laughs> yeah I, I heard they were actually charging money for that flaming baggy you know what so <laughs> yeah uh oh i'm just typing this uh yeah so uh amber's adrift what we're actually talking about for those of you that uh, don't know uh what their reference was i call it amateurs adrift not embers adrift because uh, it, it it feels you know someone called that out and said that it felt like it looked like um said it looked like it was an asset store game is what they were saying and i was like you know when you think about it it, it a lot of it actually has a lot of asset store stuff in there not that and i'm not shaming that i just want to be clear i'm i'm genuinely not shaming that because there's a lot of really great developers who create some really great assets and free or purchase. Look, the Unreal Engine, right? You get a ton of great assets. Yeah. What is that? What is that? Well, two persons are still double up compared to many other streamers. <laughs> don't don't worry. We'll do do solo ones around here as well, but welcome in. So, yeah, dude, all I can say is there's nothing wrong with using asset store elements or assets right that's what they're there for you can make great games out of them there's certainly a lot of great games that have already been popping up fan creations popping up in ue5 as a result of a lot of free assets right so i'm not knocking that but but let's be let's be fair right if you're trying to create this like authentic new experience it's all like you know custom to your world that's 
let's not like frame things that way if that's not what you're doing. And more importantly, I'm not behind this game because I don't believe in it because I don't believe in the people leading it. And because it feels like absolute amateurs who are trying to dress it up like it's a completely professional. Um, and maybe, maybe I should take that back. Maybe I shouldn't say professional. They're getting paid to do it. Okay. But, but this game to me shames the genre a bit. It's shame. It's shameful. Right. Because just look at what you're getting when this game goes live. It's launching now. It should be an early access title. It should not be considered a game that's now live. They should be labeling it early access because the development is much more reflective of an early access game, even as an MMORPG. So I don't think the way that they are framing this is very authentic, and I don't think it's very respectful of what people in the genre, in my opinion, deserve. We get too many games that are quick to go. And next, the next game that's for you, if you fit into this category of what we're trying to frame it for, in this case, old school tabletop oriented players. This is for you. This is a game for you. Come be a part of it. Build the journey together. And I, I think a lot of that is because they don't know where they're going with it either. And um, I know some larger creators have been giving it attention. That doesn't mean this game is going to be something super amazing to sink your teeth into. If you want to go run around and kill critters in the world, like deers, bears, squirrels, rabbits, you know, and, and maybe get a couple other creatures that are maybe a little, you know, scary. I think they call it low fantasy. Is that what's actually, isn't that what they're calling it? I think so. Yeah. Low fantasy. Right. And I, I hear that and it just sounds like a low bar. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I, I I read that and I was like, so that means you're not going to have magic. Didn't have time to put magic in before launch. Because yeah. I thought it was at some point earlier there was it was more like yeah. fantasy. Well, yeah, it's an interesting thing because back when it was called Saga of Leucemia, uh, magic wasn't there anymore, but runes were your way. Like these like runes were your way of like having magic. So you had to acquire the runes and basically... It was sort of like a reagent is the way I look at at the at previous, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we're not even going with magic's part of the reason why we do things this way now. It's just more of, yeah, it's like a fantasy light game. I feel like anytime someone says low fantasy or fantasy light, I go uh, low interest, light, no interest. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I, um, I need I need some sort of like you know magical hook i guess for me or either that or if it's like sci-fi right i want there to be like you know technology kind of thing but. oh my god thank you so meet love media was in chat saying also and this is something i didn't i'm glad he brought up because i don't forget this let's keep in mind that they're choosing to launch their game right when all these other AAA titles and stuff are dropping their some yeah. sort of content right it's like dude like, this is what I mean. Like, this is why I'm saying amateur. Like, you're not even doing this base level of research that should help you understand things you do and you don't do. And this was my criticism for, like, two years now. Right? Someone was like, you should do another video about this. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to give any attention to it. I don't even want to bother wasting my energy talking about it in, in a capacity of cutting out a game. I'll rant about it here along with other things. But that's as much as it's going to get. Sort of like how we rag on Dreamworld because. 
because best mmo i'll never play yeah there you go um so there you go uh embers adrift is out there it's doing its thing it's gonna be great to see how it probably just you know crashes into the ground uh yeah so yeah compare that to ashes who even postponed their alpha because yeah i mean that's the thing right you're they're being mindful if you want people to check it out you kind of want to make sure that the greater audience is going to be there to do it. And that's just smart, right? That's not, that has nothing to do with, oh my gosh, we're afraid to la- like to show showcase this when you're doing your thing. No, the dedicated community is going to be there. But if you want more eyes, if you want to min-max what you're doing, that's just wise. So that's what I think. I think that that's just a good example of like, you know, exactly what we're talking about here. Let's hit on Blizzard for a little bit. I know that you're going to love talking about this. Daedalus, Blizzard, uh, World of Warcraft games. and The games you don't want to say out loud. But let's the talk. The game that should not be named. About it. Yeah. You, very, you'll... very cataclysmic events coming. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, we live stream this particular podcast as opposed to the sister podcast dedicated to Ashes. Ashes Pathfinders on Sundays at 5 p.m. Central. Check it out if you want only and everything Ashes. But... We make references to ashes here and we're on the ashes category here. Why? Uh, Because to me, it's the one to be measured against anymore. If I'm measuring an MMORPG and we talk about those a lot on this particular show, I'm measuring you up against that one. That, in my opinion, is doing a much better job than most of the ones that are out there of, well, just doing right by the community. So let's talk about doing right by the community, shall we? (laughs) I thought that the esports competition, the solo solo shuffle showdown that World of Warcraft was doing, I was good to see it. As a PvPer, I liked seeing that. I liked seeing that being something that they're doing. So you're gonna go check out retail sim? Fuck no, on principle, I told y'all hell no. Okay. <laughs> but while they do something somewhat positive, let's talk about the thing I really want to talk about real quick. I called this out. I told you this was going to happen. People didn't believe me. No, there's no way. They'll stop it, Cat. They'll Oh, Cata what? They'll stop it, Wrath. No, they'll go to Cata. They're if they're doing a survey about Cataclysm, this is it, right? End in Wrath, end on a good note. Don't taint a potentially decent experience, right? And I'm going to take out of the equation the fact that they've done things I don't think would be authentic to something classic. But wow, Cataclysm. If if you even do this, will people play it? Yeah, they will. Do you know why they'll play it, Daedalus? For the same reason, everybody continues playing classic. For the same reason, people continue playing retail World of Warcraft. Why is that? All my stuff. There's a drought. All my stuff I've worked for. I'm too invested to turn back now. There. Oh, we got a good old slurp in chat. One of the ashes they're saying they wouldn't have hired Holly. They didn't plan on the classic thing forever. All past expansions. Mm. When does it stop being classic is what I want to know. Because... I think classic really stops at vanilla. Not no like not that I didn't have fun in like yeah. Wrath and Burning Crusade. I mean, that was definitely 
good times, but still it's like, at what point is this just re-releasing the same content with a, like a slightly different veneer? Um, I got to tell you something, Daedalus. Yeah. That's all it actually has been all along. People just didn't realize it. Or some of us didn't. We were said, no, thank you. Oh, oh I realized it because I was like, I'm, I, you know what? I had my day in vanilla. I mean, I can be mm. one of those like old gamers that like back in vanilla, you know, we went, walked uphill both ways to Goldshire in the rain and snow and the sleep. But I don't know. I just can't go back. I mean, I think I tried it for like five minutes and like, I just can't do this again. Because the thing about vanilla that was most important to me was community, and the community wasn't there. That spark wasn't there anymore. And I just don't think you're, you may capture it in small bursts if you have a group of people that's really interested in playing, but it was just never something that caught my attention again. Yeah. Uh, just in, in general, just because there wasn't the people there that I wanted to play with. So, would it be on, would it be wise to tell people not even to try classic? I can't say that. I wouldn't say that. No, right. I mean, I just everybody everybody's got a right to play what they want to play, right? Yes. I mean, absolutely. You know, you got you got people playing Embers of Drift for Christ's sake, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like a handful of people. You know, I'm sorry. At some point, the moment you said that, I could have swore something. I smelled something that stank. <laughs> it seems to be gone like now. Everybody, everybody has a right to like vote with their <laughs> with their coin purse, man. So I'm not going to diss somebody for wanting to play classic if they enjoy right. that and it's a good experience for them and they're having fun. Sure. More power to them. Yeah. It's just not my it's not my thing. You no. know, just like do back here. Just that whole contraption. Oh, my that's going to be. I can't wait to talk about this because I'm really curious what you're. I I abstained from discussion around that earlier because I just can't. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I I got to tell you, man. If you, I will say this, okay. I'm not saying play Blizzard stuff. I'm not promoting World of Warcraft or Blizzard here. I'm just saying as someone who played back in the day, if you never if you never had the experience of of playing at that time, I would say do it. Because I personally felt Wrath of the Lich King, World of Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King was one of my best MMORPG experiences I've ever had. And the beauty of this situation is this isn't retail. This is like this is a snapshot as close as you're going to get to reliving that. And it's, it's going now. If I didn't do content creation, podcasting, YouTube, or any of that junk or, or Twitch or any of those things that occupy my time that I, that I enjoy, right? Like that wasn't going on. I'd a hundred percent do it. I, I would do it. Even though I played it before I do it because it was a good time. Old OR was one of my they, Old War to me is one of the best rating experiences I've ever had because of the hard modes. Hands down, 100%. There was no, no, there was no normal and then heroic and mythic. It was literally 10 or 25, go in there, and then the choices you make determine the outcome of the boss fights. Right? Make good choices. Push yourself if you want to. Hard modes are engaged. That was freak. That right there was the pinnacle of Blizzard being innovative for me right there. That was, that was right. I know 40 person raids weren't in, but that was really good, man. If they had just built off of that, that could have been something beautiful. I mean, that could have, for me, that could have and should have been setting the bar for their raids moving forward. And unfortunately it was not. And that was really no. sad. Yeah, that was, that was definitely sad. Um, 
Because you got to go the most road traveled, don't you? Oh, when you could have been a great innovator. Oh. So when people talk about Ashes and they go, how would you like raiding and dungeons to sort of like feel like in terms of difficulty? That's my reference because that's a, that's a good reference. Some of what Ashes is doing could potentially go that direction, but we don't know until we actually see what they're what they're going for in that regard. Um, yeah. Why don't we uh, Why don't we talk about? I didn't get to see the Harrison Ford Indiana Jones um, trailer leak, but I'm going to link it in chat for those who maybe potentially wanted to check it out, like myself, who haven't done it yet. Post stream and show. I will do that. And on to the on to the goods, man. On to the the namesake of today's show quantum rant what could we possibly be talking about what could even what in the hell could it even be going on with what's going on here behind daedalus's camera <laughs> quantum leap quantum leap i've i in 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 res, out of respect for the show's namesake today for its title for quantum leap as a whole because i love that show too I watched the other two episodes today after my appointment earlier and got it done before today's show. So I've watched all three as of today. I'm curious what your thoughts are, Daedalus, about this show. I see hashtag not my accelerator. I just everything dump poured out, right? Consider it your therapeutic moment. Let's go. Yeah. See, I I, I gotta I gotta give a little bit of context here. Okay. So <laughs> okay. when I was when I was growing up there were like very few things that I like really enjoyed, like look forward to every week on television. And there was obviously like the, the classics, like you had the Star Trek TNG, you had like, you know, those, those type of shows, but I can tell you like the top for me was quantum leap. Quantum leap had a special place in my heart just because the, the portrayal of the actors, the writing, the, subject matter like how they approached it with like both you know just some emotional poignancy as well as with humor it was just it was to me like one of the best shows on television it was also something that i like you know rest her soul my mom and i used to watch together because it was she loved the show too and she wasn't even into sci-fi she mm -hmm. just liked the show and liked the interaction between the main characters sam and al so when I heard about this, you know, this, this, I don't see, it's not a reboot. It's a sequel, right? Because they Definitely. said, we're not going to do a, a reboot. It's not going to work. No. I'm like, I agree with you, right? We should continue on. But unfortunately, the third episode is, is maybe turning it around for me. But the first two, the writing was absolutely horrendous. I mean, I literally was like, I I tried watching like the first episode. I watched it twice just to make sure, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm just not um just too triggered. Let me try I looked two different times. Could not could not really stomach it because the characters, this like the whole situation, the characters felt flat. They were weren't focusing on and and I, I hate to say this because I don't want us to continually have the same things regurgitated at us yeah. but if we just look at just like just a different different show in the sci-fi genre star trek versus star trek new worlds right strange new worlds right 
you had the same formula, but both of them were unique and special in their own way. I feel like Quantum Leap, the original Quantum Leap, had a formula that the new version really kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of pissed all over. Yeah. And they didn't execute that. They focused more on like what was happening in the present versus what was happening in the leap. And that was for me like what you learned and like the the moral dilemmas and the social like the social messaging that they would do in the show really happened when Sam and Al were interacting in the past, right? And you just had this like almost um arrogant focus on the future like the future was important like whatever and i don't want to spoil it you know for anyone but it just felt like they they missed the mark they started getting there with like episode three where it's like okay maybe they're going back to that formula because they know it works um or maybe they like they realize that that's what they needed to do but the first two were so focused on the future versus what was happening in the past and even like the fact that you had sam leaping into people that were totally like unlike him in the real world and he had to navigate those interactions it just felt like it was more self-serving in what they were doing in the first two episodes and the writing was just bad and they had and and frankly like what triggered me about it is they did like allude to characters from the the first iteration of the show yeah and it just felt cheap yeah to me like what they did and how they did it and like it didn't feel like they were honoring the memory of those characters it was like they were kind of like window dressing just to kind of like create some sort of tension there it just it just what in my opinion no discredit to the actors i think they did their best yeah that's fair. i just felt like the writing was terrible and and let me just maybe put this out there too i think there was initially there was like some noise about it being like a woke thing and blah yeah. blah blah it i didn't feel that opinion, at all no i didn't feel that at all i mean i don't i frankly i had no problem with the cast being diverse no um no like that has no bearing on my opinion at all it was just bad writing and bad storytelling that's what really like made me feel like this wasn't like didn't capture the right magic that they needed to if they really wanted to go like breathe new life into the show i mean maybe it might happen like it it seemed like they were focusing a little more on the past Mm -hmm. kind of in the third episode the next one kind of feels like it might be you know a leap where they're trying to like capture the old magic we'll see how it shakes out but still it was in my opinion i think they they could have gone back to the drawing board writing this to lay it out a little bit better Uh, i just didn't feel like it was it was the right vehicle for what the show really like what captured people's attention with the show like in my attention to begin with is like you really got a chance to have sam walk in somebody else's shoes and you really felt like he was dealing with what that person had to deal with versus like what's what's happened now was more about the angst between um dr song and uh and his fiance and it's like i don't i don't that story isn't interesting to me yeah it wasn't 
You know, I got to say, too, because they definitely had, a, I mean, there were, it, it was obvious there was a focus on diversity and, and casting, right? But but there wasn't a focus on that as the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it that's the thing, though, right? Like when when you're when you're doing your writing and your focus isn't on that, like it doesn't for me make any difference. And it was a great example of having like inclusion be there. But clearly that's not the focal point. At least I didn't think that it was. But I do agree with you on the storytelling so far. Right. I, I also think that it's like it, they they really rushed it. I mean, really rushed it. That first episode, how many minutes are we in before he's in that machine? Like, really quick. Yeah, I yeah. Was like, I just felt Whoa. like the pacing was so off, and it's yeah. like none of it made sense, and I think they're they're trying to build something, but you didn't have enough time to get to, like, tension. And I think one of the articles that I read out there, I actually agree. It, it made me feel like the main character was kind of a dick, and I didn't really, like, want... I didn't really like kind oh. of attach myself to him right. because he did all this shady stuff behind the scenes. And maybe it'll right. make sense later, but just the way they paced that like first part, mm. like how he actually got into the accelerator to begin with, it right. just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. It and, felt like mm. it was like totally like everybody was saying it's so out of character for him to do this. And it's like, you didn't show okay. us his character. You didn't really, yeah, you got like, I got yeah. five minutes of him at a cocktail party, being awkward at a cocktail party. And then he's like, okay, it's time to time travel people. You know, I mean, it, yeah. just, it just didn't, it didn't feel like you had time. And that's, I think, something you talked about before. Yeah. Same as you don't have time to attach yourself to the characters. Yeah. Like if you look at, um, you know, if you look at Wheel of Time, if you look at Rings, Rings of Power, of power too. you look yeah. Yeah, if you if you look at Quantum Leap, you like you don't have time to really attach yourselves to the characters. If I look at other things where they rebooted or you know remade, like you know Hawaii Five O, MacGyver, like I had time to like get in tune with those characters. I had time to like invest in those characters. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and like even like Strange New Worlds again, right? You had a little bit of history with Pike, but you didn't really have a lot of history with most of the rest of the crew. But I felt like even in that one season, right, it was still it's I still felt like there was a sense of attachment, like even discovery, right? After their, you know, first season debacle, right? I got attached to those characters. I felt for yeah. those characters because you got a yep. chance to have that connection. And it wasn't necessarily because it was multiple seasons, but it was even like that second season. I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I'm I'm getting into the rhythm with these characters. And it just feels like mm. there's not enough time spent building out the story. And I don't need like a whole season of exposition, but I do need something that helps me understand these characters in a much more organic way than what, um, you know, what's what's transpired. Because there are great shows out there that are great at storytelling that are mm. able to deliver enough in like a couple of episodes to get you oriented with the character. I just didn't feel like they they took the time and the care to do that. Um, and I don't know how much of that had to do with the behind the scenes drama or the fact that Bakula wasn't really interested in doing the show. Right. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what happened behind closed doors, but like this, everything that I've been reading and like, you know, listening to on YouTube is like they were really kind of not doing his 
character justice in the show and that in my opinion like that was a red flag like before i even saw the first episode i'm like so he's not going to be involved in it at all even though this is a story about them trying to find him yeah 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 you get like a hologram of him or something for a brief moment it's pretty yeah pretty brief but that's that that to me is like the bigger issue with like so many shows like even when we talk about like the rings of power, we talk about the will of time. Um, we talk about uh, discovery. I mean, there's differences, right? But the, the first two plus this one, the the problem I've always had is the bigger problem. I would say is I'm not really feeling attaching to the characters. And one of the things that you do, this is like the bread and butter. You go do any coursework on writing a good story, right? When you talk about novels or screenplays or whatever, is you need to ensure that your audience can essentially attach to or identify with the the main character. You want them in, even if there's something they don't like about them, you you need to have a quality or something about them that you like. Right. And you need to get them to, to like that person to like connect with that person. So now you're invested in like their story and what's going on and the journey. Um, and it moves so fast with that one. It was like, I don't even know, man, it was, it was quicker than probably a lot of the ones I've seen. Cause like when he was jumping in that accelerator, I was like, wait, how did we get here? Well, I was like, how did we get here from what was going on? And, um, dude, I don't know if you caught this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Second episode. We never saw the person whose body he was in. Did we? No, they did not do that. That was another thing. Huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get to see the waiting room. Mm hmm. Which was a shocker. I was like, oh, my gosh, we don't even get to see who this person is, whose body he's in right now. Right. We got in the first one and we got in the third one right off the rip. We didn't get it in the second one like at all. And I was like, so I'm never spoiler alert. One, two, three. I'm never going to get to know who this astronaut even was, what they looked like, how they appeared. There was one scene where he saw him like. In the reflection, like in the window, looking really? out into space, I do remember that. And oh, again, wow, okay. like one of those, one I of those it. things, like yeah, one of those things that they did there in that episode is they like their connection to this like person he leapt into was like, oh, this guy was my childhood hero, right? Mm-hmm. This is a person I identified with, and I think okay, that was like maybe a way to make a connection, but again, it's like. I would have been totally happy if they said for the pilot episode, let's make it a two hour premiere and let's give more of this story of like, and and again, you don't have to give like everything away, but somehow like build up to the fact that he's going to end up in the accelerator and don't Mm. make the pilot about his like first actual leap. If you really want to, if you really want to like differentiate yourself from the, you know, original show, then have the first episode be about the project and yeah. about this conspiracy or whatever, or something that gives you enough tension to get to know a little bit about his motivation on why he topped in the accelerator instead of it being like this big mystery that we're trying to solve in like, you know, in the entire season. So I don't know what, when, when we're going to get more. Cause again, I, I feel like, the way they're pacing this, it just, it's not doing, it's not honoring the memory of the characters that came before. 
which mm. I kind of feel like even like Strange New Worlds, even though it's like it's not necessarily like a sequel, it's kind of a reimagining of what Star Trek would be. It still feels like it honors the characters that came before, even though it's kind of a different spin on the story. And that's kind of where I feel like it's it's missing um, with with the new quantum leap and it's disappointing because it's such a rich story and it's such a like a cool idea where um you have somebody that you know jumps in and tries to make right what once went wrong and hoping every leap will be the next leap home it's oh, like yeah. even that but like whenever i hear their intro it's like they just draw it out it's like yeah. the first like the original one was just so crisp it was like he's just like trying to do the right thing the woman's voice to too like it sounds like there's almost like an element of like i don't know like yearning or desperation for this to come yeah. true like it, it feels emotional and every yeah, time like, i hear even it the way yeah. like yeah even the voice of ziggy the way mm. like that delivery is it's like it's very stoic um when they have it in the new show but like even the fact that ziggy's like an ai in the original show it's like you kind of still you still feel that emotion and now like yeah, ziggy you don't even like you don't even hear ziggy at all yeah in the new true. show which is also another thing right it's like you kind of had that banter between again between al and ziggy and all that you just you don't have that levity i guess um and like maybe they'll get to it in the next show because he's you know i'm spoiler alert he's gonna leap into a woman right so mm -hmm. that was like one of the quips from the original show that they're like oh okay that that was where like you really got kind of got to see um you know scott bacula kind of open up as an actor and it's like oh okay that's good but um but definitely i think you just you don't have necessarily have that um i don't know how to like that balance between like seriousness and like silliness mm -hmm. like and they don't like uh like the fact that like whenever al would show up in one of his crazy looking outfits right i mean you would that would be like a point of levity right or his sense of humor you just it just it's so much drama 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 you don't really get that that good balance and dynamic yeah i saw that too from uh Quantarum Slurp and chat talking about Black Science is like a comic that sounds like it has some vibes similar to Quantum Leaves. I'm definitely going to take a look at that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Time soon here. Um, speaking of adaptations, I was going to make a reference about The Witcher, but I feel like it's difficult in the first season. Now, I know they've look. I know that there's like they're not adhering to the canon super well, especially in the second episode, right? Mm -hmm. But putting that aside, people were like, "Oh, what's going on in the first episode?" I'm like, "You got to understand though, like first episode, if you're going chronologically, the author wrote short stories, so the first book, which is a collection of short stories, feels that way too, right? So you you do." end up getting to know these characters but like you're definitely bouncing around a lot in there but i feel like even they took a little bit more time to make sure that they tried to at least give you an understanding spell it out for you you know sort of like 
you know, get you to where you're like investing in the characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I definitely was able to build like, and not just because I actually watched or played the games or read the book or something. I definitely felt like I was connecting in that way. But interestingly enough, as we're talking about that adaptation, along with some of the other ones, there's a date. Netflix announced a date. So I don't know if anybody remembers or not, but if you're interested in the Witcher stuff, like I am, Netflix posted two different posters. And if you remember at the end of last year, when we got the second season, finally, um, they mentioned that we were going to get Blood Origin, which was essentially going to be the, it's basically your origin story too. You know, kind of talking about the consequences of like the conjunction of the spear or spheres and like kind of talking about some of the events that actually took place like like 1200 years prior to even like getting to know Geralt. So that's coming out in December, December 25th this year. And then the third season of The Witcher is actually be rocking in 2023 summer. Mm-hmm. which was like, all right, man, that'll be season three. We get kind of stoked about it. I, I know it's not going to adhere probably perfectly to canon, but it, it's enough for me to enjoy it at least, honestly. Yeah, and, and Cavill is fantastic, man. I mean, He's his, a good witcher, yeah. He is definitely like a Geralt. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's there's actually what's got me excited too, and I don't know what, how like true this rumor is, but when uh, CDPR announced like their upcoming projects, there was speculation that one of them was going to be based on the Witcher TV show, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but it is, I am happy that they are putting more Witcher stuff out there um, because I really did enjoy, I mean, I'm still, I'm still savoring Witcher three. So I haven't finished it. Like all the expansion. Oh my yet. God, dude. It's so good, homie. Oh yeah. I, that's, I gotta, I gotta do some binge gaming on that. That one's good, so, homie. You really, so you haven't finished the main story yet. I finished the main story. Okay. I have not finished any of the expansions. I haven't gotten into blood and wine. The blood, blood and wine. That one. I like the other one. I, I was all right, but uh, blood and wine was like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, because I got the edition that has all the DLCs. Yeah, so like, I don't have. Oh man, dude, we know that they're doing. I think they're doing like a revamp of The Witcher Three too. Um, they they've been talking about for a while. They can basically do like a, a visual update to oh, it. Oh yeah, next gen. Yeah, upgrade, yeah. Um, but you know, you you linked this as well, and I saw this earlier, which was we're getting the the upcoming Witcher games are going to have a certain element to it that the other ones haven't had. Do you want to say what that is real quick? And I'll, I'll leave that to you, sir. Multiplayer. Yes. What? Ow. I wonder if that's <sighs> like, they mean like PVP or they mean co-op? Because I think co-op would go like, would I, I be hope, fantastic. I hope it's co-op, and I hope that it like sticks the story. Here's the thing, though. I'm, I love the Witcher games. I'm a little like it, it could it could be really good or it could be horrible. Yeah. Right. It could either go really well and totally be like a really fun little adventure experience with your buddy, right? Like for example. If in the story it made sense, you had Siri and Geralt running around killing stuff together throughout a story, that makes sense. 
Right. But then for cutscenes, like maybe, you know, it's their character, whatever. You can choose options individually, sort of like how you make decisions in like, um, help me out here, uh, the Dagum D&D tabletop oriented one by the people who did freaking, oh my God, someone help me out here. Oh, I'm dying. Oh my gosh. Baldur's Gate, right? The Baldur's Gate game that's still being developed right now. Like that co-op works really good. Granted, take take the game element out of the equation. So if you kind of did it like that, I think it would work. But if you don't do it like that, I don't feel like it would actually fit for The Witcher. Yeah, the one thing that I'm a little like on the fence on, because I, again, rumors were like, they were looking at maybe doing something like games as a service. And I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not, like, I would say, like, one of the, like, one of the things that I think would be a really good idea, I don't know if this is, like, what their plan is with the multiplayer aspect, but w- there was this game, and I want to say it was Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, had, like, kind of, like, a DM mode where you could go in and, like, actually, like, create a map and a story and so on. And you could like build a character in. I would love to have like an experience like that in the Witcher universe where you can like create contracts as a, as a DM. Oh right? my God, you dude. Can, yeah. I mean, I fun. think that would be a, I think that would sell like gangbusters. It really would. And, and again, you could build your own Witcher from the ground up, build them how you want, like, you know, build wise, like, customization wise oh my god and you can go in and you can run your own adventures right maybe have dude. a few like baseline maps but i think that would be a fantastic idea so that that would be PDPR, fantastic if you, for if an you, mmo if you are ever watching this podcast you know or oh, if anyone knows no. anyone at cdpr just give them this link because i would love that idea i mean that would be a good mmrpg though go back to the early days when the witchers were plentiful Right. And there were way more baddies that, that were, you know, in abundance back then. Bigger, badder things that you would actually have to take out. Right. And you had a bunch of witchers, so you could easily like be like, yo, any of the unknown names that existed in the world back then. Right. In a period where there were bigger, scarier things out there, um, you know, and, and have them run as like side, not not primary characters in lore or anything, just like you're another one of them out there. Um, Yeah, I, it does have MMO written all over. I totally agree with that. But I, I agree. If you don't do it right, it ain't going to be a good time. And realistically, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I do have a little bit of like, reservation and and i'm not gonna say i'm worried but i'm very cautiously optimistic um cd project red has done some great games in the witcher universe i am you know what i mean look when it comes to the witcher you've done a damn good job mm-hmm. right there's no indicator that you can't do that so far you've done good with gwent the side hustle game which is basically the card game that exists in the witcher games right and so you've done a good job. I have no complaints, right? But this new Witcher series is going to be basically, it's probably going to be like a trilogy of its own. But what? Yeah, that's what they were saying. 
what's it going to be about? Are you just going to be making stuff up or is it going to be, you know, based on something from the author that we don't know about yet? So many questions don't have any answers, but I agree if, if there was like, Oh my God, if you went with Daedalus's idea, that's an MMORPG waiting to happen. It is an MMORPG waiting to happen, right? I think Ashes of Creation's taverns when you were talking about that, right? How you can go set up like, uh, you know, basically you can set up parties, right? It's not uh, it's not a group finder, dungeon finder, right? You go up to the tavern, uh, regional area, right? You go in there, you go to a tavern, you put up, a, you could put up a bounty, you could put up a, um, a listing for like uh, questing or something like that, right? We still don't have the details, but that is like Witcher written all over too. Right. Right. Contracts. Right. Contracts from NPCs, contracts related to dungeons or rage, contracts related to players. I mean, you can have PvP in there. I mean, dude. God bless. That would be a good MMO if they actually if they actually were able to swing and pull it off. And they're already going to UE5 with the next games anyway. So Yeah, I think that's gonna help them significantly. Like that was a really smart choice, honestly for them to do that. And I think that that's definitely going to accelerate it. But I was a little like, I was a little fearful that when they started talking about potentially like games as a service, I don't think, again, I don't think this is something that CDPR themselves said. It was like more of an opinion from um, like the, the news reporter, but I just really hope that they don't go with like that kind of thing. That is, if they are going to do like an MMO, do an MMO, but I don't know. I mean, they, they, I think some of their development, they're actually, I don't want to say outsourcing, but they are doing some outsourcing. Mm-hmm. They're doing some hubs in the United States and I think in Canada as well, like for their, you know, for their other games. So we'll see if it's like of that same quality that they have done in the past or not. They set a high but, bar you know, for themselves. Yeah, they did. Uh, definitely. Like even like before, like all of the updates and so on, like Witcher 3, like just in general, is just like really well done storytelling in a game. Definitely. Like yeah. even before, like not even hitting the expansions, the amount of depth that you had in that and just the ability to explore and just have a good time. I mean, that's what an open world RPG should be. And even had digging down in the water for treasures, getting out on a boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were like uh, the Witcher really could be. I was like saying in chat, I, I would play that next. I would play that along with Ashes if it was an actual thing. I genuinely would. I would. I would. I would. I would go in hard on that one. Yep. I'd roll up a second HQ site. I'd jump in there. I'd get to it. I'd be like, you know what? I'm already full time doing content creation anyway. Why not? Why yeah, not? Right. But you'd have to hit a certain mark. And they set a hell of a bar for themselves, man. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely have to hit a certain mark. Speaking so of, I don't marks. know. I'm just like, every time I think about ashes, I just, I think three words. Oh, I want to play. <laughs> This is never going away, man. You know how many times never. I've seen this since like Friday? It's Ooh. never going away. Why is this funny? Well, there's a clip on my channel, you see. Don't worry. I told everybody I turned into a shorts going out on my channel, not the HQ channel, but on my channel on Saturday. 
harnessing our own inner child, basically. But you know, there's another game by CD Projekt Red called what was the one that's actually going to be getting a full sequel? Oh, Cyberpunk 2077. I have not jumped into that. I've heard it's have it. gotten much better, especially with some of the latest patches. So, no. And and they're they're actually announcing a DLC as well for really? um yeah. Phantom Liberty is uh coming out and and our boy Keanu is coming back in that one. Oh wow, man. Yeah, he did a little blurb on that. So they're I think they're definitely turning it around, at least like everything I've read. Um yeah, I'm I I'm still waiting for like Cyberpunk to completely like, you know, get their groove back in, but I've heard good things. So I'm We'll see. I'm we'll wondering. See. I might hop into the trial. I've the PS5 trial. I, I I got it gifted to me. A Deniums. We know what Deniums are on here. She mm-hmm. she gifted that to me um, when it came out. But with all the things going down with it, I was like, I mean, I'm good for a little bit. I'm gonna let it. But I feel like it's probably at a good place. I could probably cycle this in and maybe do a day a week on it and kind of just. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like checking it out and seeing what you think. Um, cause I, I definitely liked the, I really liked, like, I don't want to say the hype, but I, I liked the story, like what they were doing and it just felt like it was, you know, it was in good hands. Now, granted, I think there was other factors that yeah. made it, you know, end up not being so well. So I'm hoping with Console. these new, exp- yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm hoping with the, like the, the next iteration of that and also the witchers that they're they're really thinking through like let's go back to our formula that worked not necessarily the one where we kill our employees with like <laughs> overworking them but at least like saying okay we need to set a quality bar it's like i i call it the steven scale now because every time yeah. steve comes out he's like i'm not releasing something until i'm happy with it it's, it's a level of quality that i'm good with yep and, and it's it's about quality not the almighty dollar which Unfortunately, I think CDPR fell into that trap, or at least yeah. their leadership did. Um, and so, yeah, I, the pressure I'm, too. I'm I hoping think. they use the Stephen scale and go with quality over dollar bills. Yell. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean, you know what, man? I think on Tuesday next week I'll do it. I'll jump on there for a few hours and just check it out. I mean, that's like the first day of the week for me anyway. Um, that'll be a nice little reward to getting a bunch of content stuff done. And I can just jump in there and just, yeah, just it's an earlier day. I'll jump in there and just give it at least a couple hours after I get started and see see how it feels. Because I, I had it and I jumped in, but I heard all the issues. And I was like, I don't mean, I don't want to play it if it's all busted up. Like, I want to play it when it's put together and it's ready for me. And I've heard a lot of people tell me at this point now that it's, you know, it's all the reports have been good in the news media about the fixes, um, the changes have been made. Um, man, maybe it's a good time. And and if I enjoy it, then I'd be positioned really well for when the DLC is. So, yeah, okay, cool. You hear about that uh, game Albion Online? Have you ever played it? I have not. I've heard of it, but I've never actually played it. I've had that one on my agenda to check out. It's kind of isometric full loop PVP in certain areas. Um, I, I've had it on my list to jump into. It's another one I might try out soon. 
but they they did something recently where they added flare emote <laughs> and this is a good discussion for mmorpgs in general and we can reference ashes we can reference world of warcraft i don't know how you feel about this but they, they added it in that game and i thought you know this is going to be a fun uh, discussion just in general for an mmorpg how do you feel about that when when you've got like flare emotes world of warcraft had flags you could plant on the corpse of your enemies in the uh toy box right um you obviously could emote you could have been able to emote at at people right there was even an achievement later called make love not warcraft where you hug mm -hmm. someone after they die and then they release and if you hug them before they release you get the achievement make love not warcraft right so mm -hmm. there's that so you you got a lot of these different aspects and elements that you can integrate into an mmorpg or just a multiplayer experience and i'm curious what you think about things like flair for emotes or putting down um, tombstones or putting flags on corpses. Like any of those things feel good. Any of those things feel like a good idea. Potentially maybe it leads to more toxic behavior. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a fine line. I mean, obviously like everybody enjoys celebrating victory. Nobody likes to be on the, you know, the other end of the teabagging that occurs <laughs> after you've been killed. Oh, God. But, uh, and yeah that 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 happened in wow pvp many times um but uh i mean i don't i don't mind it i mean it's an interesting concept where they say you have like charges um which i'm i don't know i'm i don't know how much of this is like you have to like drop coin in order to get gold or what have you but it's like you know you have an ability to charge up your emote so maybe there's more judicious usage of it versus mm -hmm. every time you like raffle stomp someone but i mean i guess i don't i'm not like neither here nor there for me uh i mean i think it's it's nice to be able to acquire those things mm -hmm. in game based on merit um versus it being like a purchasable thing because i know like even if you look at like games like marvel's avengers right where they're a lot of their shop it's it's all cosmetic but it's like new costumes and so on fortnite does this too right you can right. buy emotes and stuff like that or in in marvel's avengers it's takedowns that you can do so i mean i don't have a problem with it i think it's you know it's interesting but yeah i think it is you know treads a fine line and could lead to some toxic behavior in pvp situations if it's a little off color <laughs> usage mm -hmm. of it. Oh man. I think, I think talking about that, the Witcher MMO, man, that just, that idea in general, just freaking, I would do it. I know I'm coming back around, but I'd do it. That would be a good game to have things like that in too. If you're doing PVP, I mean, also uh, the Witcher could be a really great PVP game. You literally go into the arena fighting against other witchers to test your skill. In Karen Warren, right? You could literally make it in like the one of the arenas could literally be in the in the keep walls right there. Or you could have a horde mode where you have like it's kind of like the monster coin thing. Yeah, creation where you like inhabit. Um, or honestly, you could do like yeah, you could do. Um, Oh, what's that style? You can do it. It's almost like a gauntlet, right? Where you, you and like three of your friends have to fight like continuing waves of monsters and survive. Mm -hmm. There's so many possibilities with that.
Yeah, I think, dude. Yeah, just thinking about that, it's it's a good time, dude. And um, speaking of so many things you can do at that, um, well, how can I say this? You know, um, look, I expect it on a not a super long show today, but I know that this could potentially be a trigger point for a little bit. I mean, we got some stuff to talk about too, but um, opinion article I read about. And in the opinion article, the article, and this is another reference to Ashes because this is a game that influenced the creative director to kind of go for it. It was Arc Age. And the, the article, basically the opinion was that Arc Age 2 might be able to breathe life back into the franchise. I got plenty to say on this, but Daedalus, you feel free to just go go ham on that. I don't know. I just yes, if they don't do what they did with the Arc Age, which was like allow people to exploit and then do nothing about it, and then have the game be completely unbalanced after that. Um, you know, I I think that was probably like my big thing. I I have like little to no faith that they're going to salvage that. I think it's just another cash grab. If it's just like you want my opinion, and and I've been pretty yeah. jaded <laughs> in general, like with any MMO that's come, like that's been announced to come out, because I'm like, I'll just wait for Ashes. I'm not really interested in like any like major investment of time in an MMO. Like I'll do like, you know, community night stuff where we're like doing things. I think that's yeah. that's fun for me. But it's not something that I'm like going in and going like, you know, full uh full theory crafting and kind of really getting yeah. invested in it like I did back in the day with that Blizzard game. But um but yeah, I I I don't know. I have little faith that they're gonna salvage this. It's just another cash grab. Well, what would make you think that? I mean, what would make you think they possibly just do something like that to people, Daedalus? Arcage, Arcage Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they're saying, wait, there's no pay to win, but wasn't there not supposed to be pay to win in Unchained? Yeah. What wasn't Unchained supposed to be the one that they said, hey, when you buy this, all content will always be free moving forward. Well, actually, we changed our mind about that. So if you want to continue playing, we can have to buy, buy the rest of the stuff moving forward. Exactly. Um, yeah, I you. just, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I'm ever going to give that a second look or a first look for that matter. I mean, I had no idea. And, and it's like, my, my life isn't better off knowing this information. So, But it'll be a new E5. So what? So what? That means nothing. A lot of games so are going to be in UE5. Every other game since Ashes of Creation, <laughs> it's like decided to go MMO UE5. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't, I don't feel like it's gonna, it's, it's not gonna even raise an eyebrow for me. Yeah, and like, and and Arcage, Arcage, I will agree with this in chat too. Arcage, the alpha was a really good time. It was when the game launched that it really went downhill. I, I love the Arc Age Alpha. That was a really good time for me. Right? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I did have fun when Arc Age, like, you know, came out. And I was, like, had an opportunity to, like, play it with, like, friends. It was fun. Like, the naval stuff, the fishing was interesting. Like, all of that. 
I mean, it had like a good combination of systems, but it, honestly, it's like it did the same thing to me that New World did. It's like I there were certain things I really liked about it. And then there were just so many like there was just a distinct lack of quality in the amount of like game breaking bugs that happen. It's like, you know, it just it I'm hard pressed to like have faith in that that uh, that game again because of that and i kind of feel that too like even i feel dirty thinking about hmm, maybe i should try new world because they're coming out with fresh start servers and they've got some new stuff and so on and then i'm like nah <laughs> i think i'll pass <laughs> you know the thing is about about arcade and a lot of games though there was a lot of nostalgia there's a lot of nostalgia tied to those early days even for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now on principle i wouldn't give arc age to a shot and there's a few reasons right one I, i'd have to really be passionate about it to give it a chance alongside ashes uh the other one is is i'd have to see enough evidence to support that you're not going to do the dirtbag things that you were willing to do previously and that's going to take time and the other other reason is well i think that's about all i got right but but the point is here is that there are going to be a lot of people that would that would try it because a lot of people did enjoy it like myself in the early days. And UE5 is going to be a hell of a... I mean, look, UE5 and Arcage and UE5, it'll look good. It, it will look good. I have no doubt in my mind it'll look great. The problem with that game is the monetization practices, the pay to win, and the regurgitation of the same thing over and over and over under some different banner to get you to play it and to pay for it in some way, shape, or form. But is it much different than other games? I mean, look at what look what Blizzard's doing. Wow. They're doing the classic now. I mean, it's not the same, like, degree or scale or, you know, framework at all, but it's, you know, games are doing that. It's not uncommon. I think a lot of people would play it for the same reason a lot of people want a new MMORPG. They want something fresh for them, that is going to be an enjoyable experience that they can feel fulfilled in as a gamer that is going to essentially itch the scratch that they are trying to get itched. Ashes might do that for a lot of people. Won't do it for everybody. New world's doing it for some people right now, even though a lot of us were like, no, I wasn't willing to check it out. Um, I think if it was to release whenever ashes releases, I think, I don't think it would have, as much of a chance. Um, but I'll tell you, I do think a lot of people would play it. I think there were lots of people, a lot of devoted people to Arcage that aside from all the bad things that happened, were very attached to like, like Blizzard, right? The, their experiences, their things, they, they'd give it a shot for the chance to have that again. You know, whether or not they could do right by the players consistently and for the long haul i mean do i think it could breathe rkh2 could breathe life into the into it i i don't think the game is what's going to do it right i think it's going to be those developers and how they choose to monetize the game and whether or not they publishers it doesn't matter publishers developers whoever is in charge of steering that ship if someone ensures that they don't break their word to people and they can show a consistent trend in not breaking their word to people, then I think it has a chance again to breathe life back into it, sure. But 
is that likely yeah, to happen? Well, I don't know. Man. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I I'm not holding my breath. I'm not optimistic. I, yeah, I mean, I I'll, I mean, at this point, I'll be testing ashes, so I'll probably have the blinders on when that that comes out. I'm like, arcade two what? I mean, look, <laughs> five five and a half. You know, it'll be six years at the end of this year that I've specifically been covering and focusing on that game now. Mm-hmm. Shit, dude. Wow. Five years of dedicated content creation, six years of following and like basically reporting on it in some capacity. Right. And people are like, the game should already be out. I'm like, I mean, not really. They didn't go to Kickstarter until the summer of 2017. Right. They didn't do an Alpha Zero till the end of that year. But we're like on course for that game. Right. Yeah. And they also made some really tough decisions like, okay, yeah. this is, you know, our our foundation needs some work and it needs some major work. And that, that revamp was essentially, in my opinion, reset the clock Yeah. there. Um, and, and frankly, like the content that they're coming out with now, granted it is like initial it's basic, but they're, they're getting feedback at the right time. There's a level of quality there. I mean, it's obviously not perfect. It's an iterative process, but it's still, it's still like meaningful. I think, you know, Stephen at the start of this year said 2022 is going to be a big year for the game. And they've delivered on that. Like every showcase they've like put their, you know, effort into has frankly turned out really positive. Like even just like recently I was watching Asmongold's reaction. I mean, he definitely had some good constructive criticism, but like majority of it was positive. His chat was positive. So you're definitely getting people on board um, Mm -hmm. to that. And I mean, I think it's the right kind of momentum. I think they need to continue with like the momentum they've had this year, Um, you know, but I don't want them by any means to rush it. And I don't think Mm -hmm. they're going to honestly, but still, I just, I, there isn't anything else out there that really gets me excited about playing an MMO. Right. I can agree. I mean, I'm I'm there with you. I think the Witcher, uh, Witcher MMO would do it. Nothing else so far. I mean, I saw that Throne and Liberty game. I mean, it seems like it's it's basically a lineage, lineage to um, uh, what is it? What's the word to look for? Spiritual successor, I believe, is what they're oh, considering yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it doesn't appeal to me primarily because it's just not my. Eastern MMORPGs tend to not appeal to me very, very well. Um, oh, the right MMO. Now that one, that one is, a, I am curious about it. And I'll tell you what got me the m- more curious about that MMO. Not League of Legends, the MOBA. I actually feel much more curious about the world of that, that Riot might be creating for this MMORPG because it's based on the League of Legends characters universe because of the arcane show on netflix that really appealed to me and and essentially to me that that show really gave me a higher level interest in the in the greater world that league of legends actually is like that actually to me was really well done now i can't say how 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 uh how well it is oriented to the lore i have a hard time believing it wouldn't be um, considering that's their opportunity to tell you those stories, right? So while I don't play League of Legends, 
right? Uh, I play Wild Rift on my phone a little bit, so I guess I'm kind of, you know, uh, League of Legends light, I suppose. Um, but I, I feel that I would probably play that one because of curiosity. Out of curiosity. Um, Ghost Crawler, remember the Blizzard dev who he, he went there? Um, I, I'm not saying because of him things have, have catapulted, but things began to catapult after that. And I think that him getting on along with a lot of other decisions were part of the reason why that probably started to happen. But I mean, it, it you, you can't deny that Riot Games has been doing some pretty cool things and they've been making a lot of progress in their own development of their IP. Um, I have a, even somebody who doesn't play it. I can look at and go, you're doing pretty good, right? You're, you're clearly doing pretty good. Um, you know, you stay in your course and I respect it, right? Respect the hustle and the grind and they've been doing it and they've been on it for a while. And I think Arcane was a really great addition. And if it's any indicator for what the MMORPG story could be like, I would definitely check it out because of that alone. Um, so I'm curious, right? So I, I got to say that I'm curious. I, they, they definitely have intrigued me for sure. Um, but, but yeah, I would definitely want to see more of what's going on with its development. We don't have much on that. I saw something a while back. It looked like a bunch of clickbait about their, it was like reveal or whatever. And I went and looked on YouTube and I was like, man, it's bullshit. There's nothing here to show off yet, really. And I want to see what they got to show off and go in there and give me a little snapshot of the vision of the story. And um, yeah, <laughs> Arcane show messed me up big time. Stayed awake all night and binged it. it. Was a zombie at work the day after. But were you a happy zombie at work because of the experience? Is the question. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of people playing their games and the music, man. Look, they've done a good job with the music. Like I don't play league and I've got the music on my phone. Cause I'm like, this is great workout music, right? Warriors. I got that song light bringer by Pentakill. I know that's not, you know, but it's, it's based, it's tied. It ties into it. Right. So there's like all kinds of good music. And I'm like, geez, remember the days when blizzard synergized sort of like that. Oh, <laughs> feels bad, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> a little bit. Indeed. Indeed. This is this is the thing, man. If I could play an isometric MOBA on my PC, I'd play League probably, but unfortunately, I can play them only on my mobile phone. Mobile Legends. That's why you get a lot of my attention, friend. Wild Rift, I'm giving you a shot when I have time sometimes. So there's that. Okay. So this is a good question, right? to kind of like get to the winding down of our, our episode 89 quantum rant episode here. I like to end in discussing something a bit more generalized related to geek or gaming or whatever. And here's one I think based on our conversation works really well. At this point with how you feel, what to you is worth the time and energy of playing any game? Any game that's coming out. I know you talked about Arkham. Um, was it Arkham Knights? Oh, yeah, Gotham Knights. Gotham yeah. Knights, damn it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I honestly, it's like I am have been looking at a few games out there that are coming out. I mean, Gotham Knights is one. Um, I, I do like the fact that it's 
kind of like a co-op experience. I do like enjoy those types of games and haven't really had like a good one that I've played recently. Mm. I'm actually interested in like more like rich worlds and RPGs. So I'm actually looking forward to God of War Ragnarok as well. And frankly, the the more I keep hearing about this Harry Potter open world RPG, man, I am like, I'm like Mm -hmm. literally going to probably been some harry potter movies here because i just keep seeing that like that was like one day i was like on youtube and everything kept coming up um hogwarts legacy and i'm like damn i really want to get into that because it's like it's one of those things where it feels like it's got a lot of layers and investment it's like going back to like what we were talking about you know witcher 3 right it was you just have like an investment in a story in a world and you've got a very rich, um, you've got a very rich canvas to be able to like build that out. And they're really, it feels like everything that I'm reading and like listening to is they're really doing that, um, you know, with the with the world. And there's choices to be made, the choices that impact your gameplay, which is, man, it's been a like it's been a minute since I've played a like a really good game where choices mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say for me, like I think what's worth my time is is something that has like a great story and just has interesting gameplay and ha- gives you a chance to identify and build a relationship with the character that you're playing. I mean, like some of the like greatest games that. I've played over the years have been all about mm-hmm. like me investing in the character. The gameplay was yes, fun and engaging, but it's about investing in the story, investing in the characters, the um, world, and yeah. not, not having it be in the world. Yeah. And, yeah. and not having it be like one of those like cookie cutter stories, something like very real, uh, you know, to invest into. So that would be, I guess, what would, what would get me, um, invested in something new so i am looking forward to um like diving into the gotham knights though i i guess the reviews Mm -hmm. that i've heard are mixed um it's not necessarily like it's a different it's like in a way you have to unlearn what you like experience in the arkham games to play this because it's a different vibe in terms of how they're doing the combat but it okay. still feels interesting in their approach to the characters and, and everything. So, and and one thing that I did see that was pretty consistent, which was hope I was hopeful for, is that the story is really good. I'm like, okay, I could get in that if the story is really good. I can, I could deal with um, like some of these other things that they're saying, which I think can be patched over time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sounded, uh, you know, sounded like a an interesting story that is going to have a lot of layers, which is what I would would be excited about. Yeah, I'm going to have to double down on the on the Hogwarts Legacy game. Um, that, I, 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 I really love J.K. Rowling's work. Uh, I've got to tell you, um, I'm somebody who I, I would say I'm definitely a fan of her work at this point. Um, I didn't, and you know what's interesting? is I remember back when I was in the military and the Harry Potter stuff was starting to come out. It was around the time Lord of the Rings and stuff was sort of coming out because it was like kind of in that in that area. It was like it was back when Hollywood was taking risks on things. Remember that? 
anyway, my point is, is uh, I didn't watch those movies when they came out. You know that I actually didn't watch any of the Harry Potter movies till they were already all launched. They were, um, you know, on TV at that point. Hell, I think I got them on my Amazon Prime or something like that. That's when I got into Harry Potter. I got into it way later, way after the books, way after the movies. And the fact that Hogwarts Legacy is taking place at an early period, like such an early period before Dumbledore, before them, 1800s, if I'm not mistaken, I remember talking about this reporting on it once. And, you know, getting outside of Hogwarts, seeing a little bit more of the, you know, the magical world and creatures and things. I love that stuff because that's world building, man. You're getting into the world and getting to see creatures and, and part, you know, aspects of like magic and things that you don't get a snapshot of. And in the movies, the cool thing about movies is that you get to see this world in an iteration of it, 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 somewhat similar to maybe how the author imagined it. Right. Certainly if you're getting to see creatures that exist only in their world, like some of the ones in mine that don't exist. Right. Like to me, if I was to see that, it's like it may not be exactly the way I imagine in my head, but it's still something out there in the world that's a visual representation of it that helps people to kind of get an idea. Because some people don't, you know, they can read the pages, right, hear it, word of mouth, and they don't really quite understand what that is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mandrakes, for example, like people could talk about mandrakes and what they are. And this isn't, you know, this isn't specific to to um to jk rowling she used one of many things mythologically we've heard of in old tales and old lore and she she made it new right made it new to her world so you hear about a mandrake it's like whatever but when i watched harry potter and i saw that mandrake i was like now anytime i think of a mandrake i think of those loud screaming annoying little creatures rooted creatures and, and that's how they were described right it, it knocks out neville right i think so you know, I've gotten into her books. And so now it's like, this is an enrichment for me of a world that I've come to appreciate. Right. And any, and what, what's the reason that I appreciate it? It's a good story. I'm doubling down with you, man. Anything with a good story and Hogwarts legacy, regardless of what your story is, it's already got a good story. It's its foundation. Even if the story in that game alone isn't that great, right? Let's say they just botch it up and it's a hot mess. Uh, the game visually is appealing, and I would be able to run around in this world of magic in a world that I already know about. That's great. So visually, it'd still be a pretty rewarding experience, even if I didn't care about the story. Yeah, yeah. And there's like they're giving you a chance to explore like areas in the world, mm -hmm. like the, you know, the forest and. Mm -hmm you're kind of you're not just limited to the and one thing that i actually found interesting too is like you attend classes and you learn stuff through like attending classes which i thought was like really like a cool like idea um and again it's just a way for you to build your character out and again giving you a chance to take time and invest in your character which is again a lot of what we see in media today it's they're always trying to rush the experience you always want to get to an end game it, it's it just it's it doesn't capture what 
at least like my gaming experience early on was um really it was about that level of discovery that like building out your character getting invested in a story like if i think of games that i really like like enjoyed i i think of like legacy of kane soul reaver right i think of you know the witcher i think of mass effect and all of those gave you an opportunity you may not have had a chance to like customize your character fully in those games but you had a chance to like build your character over time make choices learn about the world like get invested in the characters and their struggles and their joys and so on and it was it was just like one of those games where or like the, those were the types of like game designs that i think really attached like we attached ourselves to and when we think of great games we're always going back to those experiences where it was a story you were invested in a world you were invested in you got a mm. chance to explore it it wasn't just a like a rushed experience that was like you know satisfying your instant gratification you know it was something that was like really well crafted right and that's what i i mean like the more i hear about hogwarts legacy the more i'm i am hopeful that they are going to like get to that right I believe they will, man. I genuinely think that they're going to do something really good. And I agree with uh, what Gabriel said in chat there is I, I think one of the encouraging thing, number one, I don't think Jack JK Rowling is remotely going to allow anything to be created that she doesn't feel like is reflective of the world. To be fair, no matter what game you're talking about, that's a uh, game show, uh, anything from my perspective, I have yet to experience anything that isn't got isn't good quality, doesn't feel authentic to that world of hers. Um, now I don't know because how much of that she's got you know creative control over, um, or whatever. Probably a lot. Uh, but my my point is is also even even with that being said, even with what I said, like I don't think that we have to worry about it being a bad story. Um, and I think the fact that they've been willing to push it back and go. A triple A studio, by the way, in company has been willing to push it back, right? It quality seems like it's important. And and I'm just here's my thing. I think we're gonna potentially see an opportunity. I'm hoping, knock on wood, I hope we are about to see an opportunity or a moment in time where we get another great case study of why triple A studios shouldn't focus on just the dollar initially up front like don't focus on that return on investment right away have faith and trust in your product your game your whatever it is you're doing and let it deliver and let it let it deliver for you i i believe this game is very very much going to be capable of doing that um so i'm very hopeful that this is going to be a great example of a case study like elden ring was a great example of a case study where they just from my perspective did right by the players didn't push it out too quickly, right? Tried to deliver it when they believed it was in a good place, good state, ready, and the return was, well, it spoke for itself. That's what I think. And there it is, friends. That's it. That's our show for today. Any final thoughts you got, Daedalus? Or Dark Day Day? As we, uh, dark dark Day Day. I see, like, I see how you're throwing the shade here, my Dark Overlord friend. <laughs> no, I'm I not. I see it. I see you. I'm not a dark. No, I got, I got nothing else. I, I, I did my <laughs> quantum rant today. 
right? I'm glad we could, we could, you know, I hope, I hope you felt it was a little therapeutic for you to kind of get it, it out. It was, it was. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that I put this out in the universe and, you know, those showrunners are listening and they, they changed this, you know, this hashtag from not my accelerator to my accelerator's back. You know but. what? You know, man, do you think, I, I just, I just thought this, I think it still is savable. It's potentially, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like the stories that I've read, they are actually, they, their ratings kind of went up with this latest episode, episode three, because it kind of, again, it felt like it was getting more back into the yeah, formula. That one felt like it to me too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the next one. I do hope that they do turn it around. I am, but I know like early on people are like, mm, this isn't going to last a season. Um, and I, yeah. I hope they find a way to turn it around. And I hope, you know, that they do something well enough to entice Scott Bakula to, to make an appearance. Cause I think that would be, yeah, positive. Would be fantastic. Yeah. I think that would be, um, but you know, we'll see, see what they do with it. Who yeah. knows? I mean, I, I hated discovery for the first season. And then <laughs> after that, I like, I love the crap out of that show. So I get it's, it. It's, yeah. Everything's salvageable. Everything is salvageable. I do have to say too, man, you know, sometimes, and this, this could be, I'm trying to be, this is wishful thinking and a little bit of like, you know, uh, cautious optimism here because I have seen things that seemed like, you know, at your core, you could be, you could hit that note. And I kind of wonder if this also is potentially a good example of sometimes they just don't get their footing right away. Mm-hmm. You know, there have definitely been series out there that do that. We'll we'll know as time moves on, right? But here's the hoping that yeah, they deliver. you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully they do they do pull it off. Agreed. And that's it, friends. That's what we got. Daedalus, why don't you shout out your domains so people know where they can find you when we're not uh doing this show or the others. Sure, sure. You can uh, find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Ashen Herald. Also a side question when we get to see that really cool uh, art asset that you've got that I've seen that nobody else has seen yet. I'm I'm de- deciding how I want to reveal it. Um, oh. but it'll, it'll be fairly soon. I think I just got to mm. I got to talk to you offline about that. I'm going to I'm going to cool. We can talk about it here in a second then if you want Um, either either way, because this is the end of the show tonight. But I got to say this. I'm just going to do what I always do. I'm going to take you right to the threshold and tease the shit out of you. It's fucking tasty. It's really, really good. It looks good. This to me is totally him. This is like this is him. If I was to see something that was going to be out there for him and you were like, is this Daedalus the Ashen Herald's brand? This is it. This is it right here. So you all should be excited. And if you feel like now you really want to see that I've done my job. Also, uh, we got a community night tomorrow, which is on Friday. We're doing them every other week currently. Feel free to join us. We're going to play some V Rising. Be chatting with everybody, right? Be sure to catch our sister show, which is weekly currently, the Ashes Pathfinder podcast live, Sundays, 5 p.m. Central on this channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash some org. Join us over on discord.gg forward slash some org to catch up with our community as well. And friends, much love to y'all. If you want to uh, engage in our Kofi, which I have not been promoting too much, but I should do, your name can be mentioned at the end 
of the show and other videos as well. So check it out in the description, friends. Much love to y'all. And we might be at the end of today's show, but we're always looking for more to join the party. Ransom plenty. Until next time, live your best lives. Walk in the dark, I mean light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll see you again real soon. Good night, everybody. Take care, everybody.